It's the 2022 World Cup. It's the squad update for France. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and today we'll be updating France's squad for the uh, 2022 World Cup. Uh, the final squads are out, so here is the promised update media cast where we look at the selections, the non-selections, the surprises, and the injury updates, especially for France, that we made in our full team podcast when we went through all the candidates and gave career and participation information there. And uh, we also predicted the likelihood of making the squad there, so we're going to update our predictions here. Um, we'll check how accurate uh, those predictions were. And uh, for France, there's no update of recent games because we actually did cover the September games uh, in that media cast and they have not played any uh, friendly games uh, in the lead up here. So uh, anyway, check the show notes for links to that full player and the group media cast where we took a close look at the team, uh, their history and discussed their chances in this tournament. Today, I am wearing a uh, Cardiff shirt. Uh, okay, it's just a color match, and that's as close as I could get. But uh, I am always happy to wear the Cardiff shirt. And uh, one of these days, I'll improve my shirt collection and actually get a French uh, a French national team jersey. But uh, that looks like it's down the road a little bit. All right, let's talk about uh, the formations that they've been using in their games. So we are kind of focused on the uh, September games uh, there that uh, YouTube watchers will see in orange at the end. But as I said, we uh, covered the September games. So uh, this is basically just a review. And um, they have used a, uh, they started the Euro Cup there with a 4-3-3 and they've used it a, a few times since. In fact, started World Cup qualifying with that. So they seem to like to start with that. And I wouldn't actually be surprised to see them start here in the World Cup uh, with that formation. But uh, they tended to uh, switch uh, from that formation and go with a different one. So uh, in World Cup qualifying and Nations League games, they used a 3-4-1-2 quite a bit. Uh, But in Nations uh, Nations League games, they went back to uh, four at the back uh, for a few of the games. So a 4-2-3-1 there. Uh, but they ended up with the four, uh, uh, the three, four, one, two that they had used quite a lot in uh, World Cup qualifying and in the previous season's Nations League uh, finals, uh, and that's what they used for the last two games. But one wonders how much the many injuries France has uh, came into play in the decision of their formations. So, uh, again, I wouldn't be surprised if they start with the 4-3-3, but I'd have to say the 3-4-1-2 does seem to be their preferred formation. And um, uh, those nations, those September games were the last two Nations League games, and France came second in the group there behind Croatia and uh, Denmark, but ahead of Australia. so they remain in uh, Nations League A uh, next time around. And I'll just comment on the on the formations, or not the formations, but the players for the September games. Uh, by necessity, they were basically a scramble uh, to find players to replace the many who were out injured. So it was kind of chaotic and made it difficult for us to predict who starters would be 
uh, if starters didn't come back. And in this podcast, we'll uh, update uh, which ones came back and which one didn't. So those two games alone uh, didn't yield many indications of who the starters would be in the World Cup. Uh, however, for those positions positions without injuries, especially the forward line, um, it seems that they use their starters, or at least the main candidates, their starters. So it was by no means uh, B teams by design, although it kind of looked that way as they brought in players uh, to replace the injured starters, or I should say tried out players to replace the injured starter, because they often went through several players um, and, and, and didn't seem to decide, uh, at least in the September games, who those uh, starters would be. Okay, well, let's take a look at the squad. And our main task here is to, to say who made the squad and who didn't. Um, and we'll start with the manager, Didier Jeshon. So he has been their manager since 2012 and uh, remains so. So we will view him as a starter here. Uh, and for the uh, next sections, we'll begin just by listing candidates. And then we will say which ones who made it, which ones made it. And finally, we will finish with a summary of the position. So for goalkeepers, we have definite candidates in Alphonse Ariola and Mike Mainyang. And uh, likely candidates in Hugo Lloris. In the, uh, in the full player co podcast, we justified why we put them uh, in the category that we did. So we won't repeat that here. Uh, many will be surprised to see Lloris as, as a likely, but we did have a reason for that. We have Steve Mandanda as a possible candidate, uh, Benoit Costile as a possible but unlikely candidate. And uh, well, we had noted in the full player podcast that Mike Mignon was injured. So we'll get to that in a moment. But we'll begin just by eliminating those who didn't make it. So uh, Benoit Costille, the possible but unlikely candidate, uh, not selected. Um, definite candidate Alphonse Ariola was selected, but uh, Mike Mignon um, remained injured. At the time of the full player podcast, it was listed as a calf injury, uh, but the injury continued and is now listed as a disrupted calf muscle. So that looks um, a bit more specific and a bit more serious. He picked that injury up in early October. And um, when we did the previous podcast, he was expected back October 20th. But now the prognosis is January 2023. So it looked like that injury uh, kind of became more serious and he was expected back. But um, uh, now is not. So he is listed as injured and not selected. Uh, Hugo Lloris, the likely candidate, and no surprise to us, uh, was selected. And uh, Steve Mandanda uh, also selected, probably replacing uh, Mike Mainyan there. Um, okay, well, let's look at the position. Uh, it was uh, Hugo Lloris in the, in the Cup and in World Cup qualifying and in the Nations League finals of the previous season. Uh, but he only played the first two games of the uh, current Nations League, or the one that just finished. Uh, but Maignan uh, played in three of them, and Ariola in the last one. And that's what made us a little bit doubtful about Lloris as a starter, because he didn't play the last four games. But uh, nevertheless, uh, we had predicted that Hugo Lloris would be the starter, uh, despite missing those games. And we're going to stick with that here.
Oh, I'm not supposed to highlight uh, who made here no no at the end of the podcast uh we'll talk about uh the starters so that's where i'll highlight Hugo Lloris in 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 green although i kind of gave it away here i must admit okay let's move on to central defenders and wow we have so many names uh we'll have Jules Koundé and William Saliba as definite candidates and we have Lucas Hernandez Pernell Kimpembe and Rafael Varane as likely candidates. For possible candidates, we had uh, Davo uh, Upamank, um, sorry, uh, Upamakano, uh, Benoit uh, Badiashil, and Ibrahim Konate. Um, uh, and some of those were selected, so we won't eliminate them at this point. Uh, we have possible but unlikely uh, candidate Kurt Zuma, but he was not selected. Uh, we have uh, seem, uh, players seemingly off the squad, uh, Clement Lenglet and uh, Samuel Umtiti. Uh, we considered both of those off the squad and neither of them made it. And then, as you can see on the graphic, if you're looking at it, uh, as several of these players were uh, listed as injured. So we're going to go through that um, uh, up here. And uh, we also do have a new candidate. And I'll tell you about him uh, momentarily here. Um, his name is... Um, uh, Axel De, uh, Axel Desasi, uh, new candidate Axel Desasi. So uh, that may indicate to you that some of these players um, did not recover from their injuries. So let's go back and look through them. Well, Jules Kunde uh, was uh, listed as injured when we did the previous podcast. Uh, sorry, but he is uh, recovered and was selected for the squad. So I'll just tell you a little bit about that. He had an Achilles, endon, uh, an Achilles tendon injury picked up in late September, just around the time of the international friendlies. No, they weren't friendlies, the uh, Nations League games there. Uh, he recovered from that, as expected, to play from mid-October. Uh, but then he was out again with muscular problems in uh, mid-November. However, he is not listed as injured, and uh, the fact that he was selected supports that he is uh, back to health. Okay, uh, next we have William Saliba, who was selected for the squad. No injury concerns with him. Uh, Lucas Hernandez, the likely candidate, uh, also selected, but he had a torn muscle bundle from mid-September, and uh, at that time there had been no return date. But he did recover, and he was playing for his club in early November, so France can be happy that uh, um, he recovered and was available for selection. However, Kimpembe, uh, uh, Presnel Kimpembe was not, uh, he picked up a hamstring injury in mid-September. Uh, the return date was unknown when we did the previous media cast, and it's still unknown of this recording. So um, uh, he was not selected uh, due to that injury. Rafael uh, Varane uh, was selected. However, uh, he is... Um, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you the situation. You can maybe make up your own mind. He picked up a leg injury in late October, and that lasted uh, until November 13th, at least, because there were no games. He didn't 
uh, there were no games scheduled after that, so we don't know. Uh, at that time, or when we did the previous podcast, his return date had been unknown, but he was selected for the squad, and he remains on the squad uh, as of this uh, media cast. So he was injured right up until the end, uh, but was not listed as injured. So uh, one wonders if he was kind of selected as an injured player in hopes of recovery. And if uh, if that's the case, one wonder if he's, uh, if he's fit to play, especially in, in the first game. So technically he's recovered from injury, but I, I myself am a little bit um, suspicious that he may not really be uh, fit to start. Okay, uh, Diot Upamecano uh, Upa, Upa was selected for the squad, uh, even though he's just a possible candidate. Of course, uh, some of these possible candidates getting their chance uh, due to other players being injured. Um, uh, Benoit Badiashile uh, was not selected, but Ibrahima Konate was, uh, despite having an injury concern himself, which we mentioned in the previous podcast. It's going to be like this all the way through the media cast until we at least get to the forwards. Um, so Ibrahima Konate uh, returned to action in early October, uh, although he mostly didn't play for his club. Uh, he only got one start on November 6th of them. So whether that's due to injury or non-selection, <coughs> excuse me, he does, uh, uh, he does seem to have overcome the injury, but um, uh, was, not, uh, was not playing. And uh, finally, uh, the new candidate, uh, Agzursi Disasi, uh, also selected for the squad, of course, uh, brought in actually, to uh, replace Pernell Kimpembe. Uh, I think uh, Kimpembe was actually on the, um, uh, was actually on the squad, uh, was selected for the squad, uh, and then was replaced afterwards. So um, he was on, on November 14th. So selected for the squad on November 9th, um, but then withdrew on November 14th, and that's when uh, Disasi came in. So uh, central defense, just a, a, a real mess of injuries, but uh, those are the candidates we now have. I'll run through them again. Uh, Jules Kunde, William Saliba, Lucas Hernandez, uh, Rafael Varane, uh, Dabo Upamecano, and Ibrahim Kanate, and newcomer uh, Axel Disasi, uh, the seven central defenders that they have. That's a lot. Let's summarize the position then. Um, it was steadily Kimpembe and Bahrain in the Euro Cup and going forward from that. But once the injuries hit, it became chaotic with numerous players being tried out. Uh, so Kimpembe, as we saw, is out and Bahrain is selected, but uh, I think he may still be an injury gout. Uh, so Kunde uh, seemed the main replacement uh, until he got injured, though he is recovered. And, uh, you know, several other players kind of came in and out as they tried to, uh, um, as they tried to uh, handle the um, situation back there. Okay, let's move on to left backs where it's not a whole lot different. Um, we have a definite candidate in Lucas Digne and um, a likely candidate in Theo Hernandez. Uh, don't mix him up with uh, Lucas Hernandez. Um, who who is coded as a central defender? 
um, Lucas Hernandez, that is. Uh, we have possible candidate Furland Mendy. And then, uh, as we noted in the previous podcast, injury concerns for Lucas Digne and Theo Hernandez there. So two out of the three of them. But let's update you on that. And uh, uh, Lucas Digne, a bit of a strange situation there. So he had an ankle injury picked up in late September, uh, just before the Nations League games there and uh, the return date at that time was unknown but he did return to action a month later on october 29th and he played three games so um it doesn't seem like he was not selected due to injury because he seemed to be back in action so uh we can only say that it's uh, this is a non-selection decision uh maybe the injury playing a role but uh, we are surprised uh, because he, he was a definite candidate. So uh, uh, despite recovering, he was not selected for the squad. Uh, the likely con uh, candidate, Theo Hernandez, uh, has an, uh, had an injury concern himself. It was a muscle tear injury uh, picked up around the time of the September Nations League games, and there had been no return uh, date posted for him either. But it did turn out to be a short-term injury just around uh, that period in uh, at the end of September. And in fact, he was back in action by October 8th. So uh, that injury concern was averted and he was selected for the squad. Um, and Ferlan Mendy, you would imagine uh, with Digne not being selected that he would be selected, but no, he was not selected for the squad, uh, leaving them with just one left back um, uh, on the, on, on, uh, available. So uh, let's summarize the position. Um, it seemed a matter of fitness with Theo Hernandez and Digne uh, both being injury doubts. And we actually speculated the, the role might fall to uh, third string for Land Mendy uh, just by default. But both recovered in time to play for their clubs. And uh, we were thus surprised that Digne was not selected. And um, in light of that, you would guess that backup uh, uh, Mendy would be selected, but he wasn't either. So, yeah, they just go to the cup with Theo Hernandez, and presumably it will be an out-of-position player uh, as backup uh, if needed. And I'm thinking uh, Lucas Hernandez, who played as a left-back in the 2018 World Cup, but who is now coded as a central defender, uh, may be the uh, backup for Theo Hernandez. All right, moving on to right-backs. Um, we have a definite candidate in Benjamin Pavard, and Jonathan Klaus, no, uh, sorry, Jonathan Klaus was a likely candidate there. Uh, so likely candidate Jonathan Klaus and um, uh, possible but unlikely Leo Dubois and uh, seemingly off the squad Nordi Mukueli. Um, but neither of those were selected. So Leo Dubois and Nordi Mukueli uh, not selected. Um, Benjamin Pavard was selected, and uh, Jonathan Klaus, uh, despite being a likely candidate, was not selected. So same thing uh, on the um, right side, just one candidate being brought to the cup, and presumably an out-of-position player uh, uh, will be the backup if uh, Pavard becomes unavailable. All right, moving on to central, uh, sorry, yes, defensive midfielders. 
So um, we have uh, Aurelian Chuameni uh, as a definite candidate, Aurelian Chuameni, and a possible candidate uh, Bubakar Kamara uh, there, and uh, he was also an injury concern. Um, so, oh, um, I'm highlighting them, but I didn't mean to do that, so I will unhighlight them. Uh, okay, well, let's go through them. And or, or, Aurelian uh, Chuameni uh, was selected for the squad, so I was right to highlight him. However, Bubakar Kamara uh, was not selected, so let's talk about his injury. Uh, he had a knee injury, which he picked up in late September, again, around the time of the uh, uh, September Nations League games there. And uh, at that time, he had been expected back on November 22nd, so it was going to be a close shave. But he returned on November 6th. However, uh, that would seem that he was available for selection, um, but he was not selected. So rather than being an injury, uh, it seems to have been a non-selection decision. Again, his injury may have played a role in that, but um, uh, regardless, he was not selected. And he was only a possible candidate in the first place, so not a big shock there. Okay, we'll cover the central midfielders before uh, reviewing the position. So we have a definite candidate in Adrian Rabio, and um, we have likely candidates in Paul Pogba and Matteo Guendouzi. And uh, possible candidates, we have four of them, Eduardo Camavinga, N'Golo Conte, Jordan Beretut, and Yusuf Fofana, uh, all of them uh, possible candidates. Uh, seemingly off the squad is uh, uh, Corentin Toliso, and um, he actually was not selected, so we'll remove him from the list. And uh, we did have a couple of injury concerns here too, so we'll go back over the list and uh, point out what we need to. So Adrian Rabo uh, was an injury concern. Calf problems picked up in mid-September. Um, uh, with no break, actually, uh, after having been out for a week with thigh problems. So he was listed as having a thigh, thigh problem and before playing any further games was listed uh, as having a calf problem. So he missed the international friendlies over those injuries, but he was back in action immediately afterwards in early October. So he is available to them and was selected. Adrian Rabio. Paul Pogba, on the other hand, um, uh, was in for knee surgery. Uh, so we had a note actually at the time of the full player podcast that he would be uh, due back on October 25th. Uh, however, I wonder if we have made a, a mistake of some kind with that and, um, and, then, and that that wasn't the case. Anyway, he's now listed as due back on November 28th. Uh, and that is basically considered too late for the cup. So they did not select him for the cup. He is um, out with an injury. Uh, Matteo Guendouzi, Guendouzi uh, was selected for the squad, the likely candidate. Um, uh, okay, and uh, Eduardo Camavinga, uh, the possible candidate, was selected. 
Uh, however, N'Golo Kante um, was not. So he picked up a hamstring injury in March 2022. And interestingly, he did return for one Nations League game in June, but uh, with just one international game. I'm not sure if he played uh, club games there, but he must have re-injured it because he's been out since. So it looks like he recovered uh, quickly re-injured it and has been out uh, since June. So the return date on him is still unknown, but uh, it's been known for a while that he would be uh, out for the cup. So N'Golo Kante, a big loss, I feel, to them in the midfield. And um, and the other players, uh, Jordan Beratut and Yusuf Fofana, uh, probably uh, being selected because of those injuries uh, to their good fortune. Uh, both of them selected. So let's uh, discuss the position then. So um, just for your information, it's a, a one central midfielder about a third of the time. That may, would be, say, in the 4-3-3 formation. And about two-thirds of the time, it is two central midfielders. So let's think of the 4-2-3-1 formation, for example. So generally, uh, it was Conte when it was just one central midfielder, and Pogba joined him when it was two. Uh, however, as, as time progressed, both were uh, in and out with injury, Pogma more in and out than uh, Conte. So uh, it looked like they turned to Rabio and uh, Chuameni. Uh, both of those made inroads even during the World Cup qualification games, and uh, both of them playing at least three games there. But more recently, they've been trying out different players, and it's been a mishmash uh, with no one emerging enough to really indicate a starter. So uh, we'll, we'll come back to that uh, when we predict our starters at the end, but that's not going to be easy. Okay, let's move on to uh, right midfielders. Uh, sorry, left midfielders. And here as a candidate, we have uh, Usman Dembele. And uh, he was just at the possible level. And we also had a player seemingly off the squad in Thomas Lemar. Well, Thomas Lamar is off the squad, or at least for this World Cup. Uh, however, Usman Dembele was chosen, uh, was selected for the squad. So we'll just summarize this position by saying that uh, we had noted Rabio had played the position when it was a three-man midfield. Um, Again, they didn't use that formation that much. Uh, but for the most part, in the later games, it was a variety of players. And uh, with the uh, September games, um, they didn't use a three-man midfield, just a two-man midfield. So the position wasn't, uh, wasn't um, used. So that'll be uh, true on the right as well. On the right for candidates, we have uh, Kingsley Coleman as a likely candidate but we also noted that he, too, was an injury concern. So let's update that. Uh, in the previous podcast, we had reported a hamstring injury with no return date, but is now listed as a torn muscle fiber uh, picked up in mid-September. Uh, he returned to action, though, in early October and in plenty of time for the Cup. So um, uh, he was selected for the squad. So let's summarize the uh, right midfielder position. As on the left, the position is not uh, often used. And uh, when it is, it's a, a central midfielder uh, playing the role. Uh, in this case, uh, primarily Chua Meni 
uh, and with less variation than on the left side. Um, but again, uh, it was a two-man midfield for the September uh, for the September Nations League game, so no uh, information um, uh, uh, on right midfielders there. Anyway, Kingsley Coman uh, selected, and uh, let's move on to left wingers. And uh, for left wingers, we have um, a likely candidate in Musa Diaby. No, sorry, uh, that's a portable candidate in Musa Diaby. And uh, we had a player seemingly off the squad in Marcus Thurum. Uh, okay, well, uh, Musa Diaby, the portable candidate, was not selected. However, uh, Marcus Thurum, uh, surprisingly, uh, was selected. So, um, uh, even though he last appeared in the 2021 Euro Cup, uh, kind of brought in from the cold there. And uh, he was actually late in being named to the squad. So they named the squad on November 9th, and he was added uh, after five days. They had only selected 25 players. So uh, presumably they were waiting on, uh, well, him and perhaps a couple of other players to see uh, who who would be fit for the squad. And um, he was added. He himself uh, had abdominal influenza, so was a doubt. Uh, but he uh, was added to the squad. Um, his return had been expected on November 21st. So, uh, you know, it was a kind of a close call. Um, and uh, actually, that must have been a fairly recent uh, condition because he didn't miss any of his club games uh, up until the end of his club season. So uh, uh, I'm guessing in the week uh, between the end of the club season and the um, uh, final selection of the squad, that's when he got sick. But anyway, he's okay and he will be uh, on the squad, left winger Marcus Thurum. So uh, let's summarize the position, not a lot to say here. Uh, we actually saw that it was always a left, uh, a left back uh, pushing up to play this role. So really, we're surprised with the uh, sudden return of Thurum. Uh, I'm not really sure what they have in mind uh, for him as the defenders usually play the winger role. And we'll see that on the right side too. Uh, in fact, there are no candidates here. And here too, it's usually a right uh, defender pushing up to play this role. But on the right side, in fact, uh, right midfielder Coleman uh, sometimes stepped into the role as the right winger. So um, uh, not always the uh, uh, the outside back uh, in on the right. Okay, let's move on to the forward line. And we begin with uh, attacking midfielders. And um, uh, this position, uh, we don't have any candidates actually here because the players who play in this position, as well as the uh, left and right forwards or left and right attacking midfielders uh they're all the players who are listed primarily as forwards so uh, we'll just talk about the position here um uh, as mentioned the attacking midfielders uh, will be played by a forward and uh, in the center it's usually griezmann or secondary striker christopher nkunku who uh we'll talk about momentarily uh, on the left uh, it's usually Mbappe, 
Uh, he was replaced a few times, but not by, not by anyone who seemed like a challenger for the position. And on the right, uh, it was Griezmann for the first part of the period, but less so in the second half as he moved to a central attacking midfield position. So uh, in the case where he wasn't playing on the right, uh, it, the position was played by a different forward, which we'll, we'll meet those forwards right away here. Okay, so we move on to uh, secondary strikers, and the only player coded so is uh, Christopher Nkunku. Uh, and Christopher Nkunku was uh, selected for the squad. Uh, however, he was uh, withdrawn on uh, the 20th of November. Uh, it must have been the 19th of November. Um, anyway, uh, I guess they were waiting to see uh, if he would recover and, and decided that he wouldn't be fit to play. So uh, in his case, he had not been an injury concern when we did the previous media cast, Christopher Nkunku. In fact, he was, uh, uh, as we said, selected and was injured in training uh, with France. Uh, and that must have been a, a day or two before the tournament began. Uh, and he was replaced with Randall Kolo Muani, uh, who was one of the possible forwards uh, that we'll be looking at soon. So uh, yet another injury, actually the injury plague um, touching the front line um, uh, uh, in recent days. So uh, Christopher Nkunku uh, not selected there. So let's look at the forwards. We have quite a few names to deal with here. So we'll go through them. So definite candidates. We had Kareem, ben, uh, Kareem Benzema, uh, Antoine Griezmann and Kylian Mbappe. And likely candidate, uh, Olivier Giroud. Uh, possible candidate, Wissam Ben Yedder and uh, Randall Kolo Mouani. Um, and uh, possible but unlikely candidates, uh, Anthony Martial, um, and seemingly off the squad, Jonathan Ikone. And I'll just uh, remove Ikone from the list because he was not selected. And uh, Anthony Martial will remove from the list too. Uh, he also had an injury uh, concern, so he had been out with a hamstring all season long. Uh, Mar uh, Martial had injury concerns. So it began with a hamstring injury at the start of the club season in August, but he returned to play one game on August 22nd. And then immediately he was out with an Achilles irritation from late August until late September. So uh, that's when we did uh, the full player podcast and we had reported no return date. However, he returned quickly on October 2nd and played two games, even scoring two goals in the first of these. And, uh, and then uh, after two games, he was out with a back problem uh, for four weeks. Uh, so he returned in early November before the squad was named, actually. So was technically fit. Uh, but then was not selected. So we have to say technically it's a non-selection decision, but you can't help but think that the manager thought uh, this guy is really uh, uh, injury prone and that's the last thing we need on the squad is more injury concerns. So I suspect he was left out um, 
more because of the injuries than because of the selection, but also for lack of playing time uh, uh, would also factor into it. Okay, let's go back. So Anthony Martial, uh, we remove from the list. Let's go back to the beginning. And uh, for, uh, Kareem Benzema, an injury problem. Can you believe it? The bad luck that they've had. So uh, Kareem Benzema, uh, Benzema, uh, muscular problem injuries picked up in mid-September, and he had been struggling with it since, though he did play on and off, uh, including playing on November 2nd. So he had overcome uh, calf problems too that had kept him out of international games in March. But for the recent injury, his return date was unknown, uh, but it looked like it was a close one. So they selected him for the squad uh, named to the squad until they apparently decided that he wouldn't recover in time. And the expected return date has now been updated to December 12th. Uh, so that decision was made on uh, November 20th. Am I making a mistake here? Um, uh, yes, I am. And Cuckoo uh, withdrew injured on November 15th, actually. So I was mistaken in thinking it was a couple of days uh, uh, before the cup. However, Nkunku was injured in training with France. Uh, Benjamin, on the other hand, was a wait and see, and then they decided that uh, he wouldn't be fit to make the squad. So, Kareem Benzema, uh, another big loss to France. Some of their biggest players here uh, not selected due to, or kind of uh, unselected due to injury, and they actually haven't named his replacement yet. So recent was this decision that we don't have uh, a replacement, but they will uh, probably re remain uh, 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 name a replacement for number 19 on the squad there. Okay, and Antoine Griezmann and Kylian Mbappe, blessedly no injury concerns with them, so they were both selected uh, as we would guess. Olivier Giroud then uh, was a likely candidate, but now becomes more important to them. Uh, possible candidate Wissam Ben Yedda was not selected. Oops, was not selected, so we'll remove him. And uh, Randall Kolo Muani was not selected either. However, he was brought back in to replace Christopher Nkuku, uh, as we saw. So um, he uh, benefiting from the uh, from the injury there uh, and being selected for the squad. So our forward, our long list of forwards reduced to just four players, Antoine Griezmann, Kylian Mbappe, uh, Olivier Giroud, and uh, Randall Kolo Mouani. So let's summarize the positions uh, uh, here. Uh, of forward. So we saw that these players play uh, central and right and left um, uh, as central and right and left forwards there. So we'll just summarize the center forward line. And um, uh, yes, again, Mbappe, Griezmann and Benzema, uh, Benzema made up the forward line in some combination. That might be one attacking midfielder and two forwards or uh, you know, uh, three forwards or something like that. Um, uh, but Benzema was the centre forward, uh, uh, I think, all of the time, or at least most of the time. However, we saw that he was injured in uh, September, so it was Olivier Giroud who replaced him in both September games. And now uh, it looks likely that uh, uh, Giroud will uh, be the starting centre forward. 
Wow, unbelievable. Uh, I've never had a, a podcast like that with so many injuries to talk about. So poor France. Um, anyway, let's look at some of the statistics of the uh, of the French squad. And I maybe will do this uh, uh, quickly here. Um, the average age is 26.5. So we're finding actually this to be on the young side. I think in any other World Cup, it would be on the older side. But uh, in this World Cup, the average age uh, is 27, or uh, at least of the teams I've done so far, which is about two thirds of them. Uh, 27, the average age. The average number of caps. Uh, oh, okay, we'll just uh, take a look at uh, a couple of things here. So they have four players who are 33 or older. Uh, and they have, oops, uh, three players who are 22 or younger. We'll take a quick look at some of the names here. Uh, I'll give you a moment to guess, see if you can figure out who the four are before I talk about it here. Okay, clock is ticking. Wait for it. Okay, your time is up. Uh, here we go. The four players are Steve Mandanda at 37 years old, Olivier Giroud at 36, Hugo Lloris at 35, and actually Karim Benzema. I, I did up these statistics before, uh, before he left the team. So he was 34. So I guess that makes it three players who are 33 or younger. Um, uh, beyond that, though, uh, Antoine Griezmann is 31 years old and everyone else is uh, below 30 years old. At the other end of the scale, uh, Chouameni, uh, Aurelien Chouameni is 22 years old, William Saliba, 21, and Eduardo Camavinga, uh, 20 years old. They have uh, uh, five players who are 23 years old, too. We won't go through them, but Kylian Mbappe is one of them. Okay, the average number of caps for France is uh, 34.4 and that is actually bang on average the average is 34.2 so yeah with uh, quite a few younger players uh, I'm not surprised that it's lower than average and um, I don't think there's anything significant about that so uh, I'll just give the list and look at the main ones and we'll move on so uh, Hugo Lloris with 139 caps, Olivier Giroud with 114, and Antoine Griezmann with 110. Everyone else has less than 100, but uh, Benzema is 97 and Varane 87. Uh, and then it drops down to uh, Kylian Mbappe, just 23 years old, but with 59 caps. What about that? Uh, okay, and then we have... Uh, Three, six, nine, twelve players with ten caps or less. Uh, I won't go through the names there, but uh, uh, again, that, that's where it kind of balances out, so that the uh, uh, high numbers of a few players at the top is balanced out by the low numbers of quite a few more players at the bottom. Total goals for France is uh, um, one hundred and seventy-nine goals. And so they have a, a very high scoring average of 20.1% uh, uh, goals per cap. So that number in itself doesn't mean much. It's just a way of comparing teams. That makes them the highest scoring team, uh, the highest scoring team. They're 26 players, the highest scorers in World Cup here. By quite a margin, actually, the average is 13.5%. And uh, even some of the top teams um, 
uh, Brazil with 16.9. Actually, Canada, I might as well point out, is 15.3. They did very well in qualifying. And I'm looking for Argentina because I'm sure they're up there. Yeah, 18.5%. So Argentina, the second highest, but France fully 1.6% higher than uh, them. So amazing. Um, And they retain most of their forwards, so uh, I'm not really worried that their scoring uh, prowess will suffer that much. Um, uh, Okay, so let's take a look. Uh, Olivier Giroud uh, has 49 caps in 114 goals. That is 43% scoring uh, ratio, so almost, uh, uh, almost... I would say a goal every one, every two and a half games. Actually, Kylian Mbappe beats him there with 47.5%. So he almost scores a goal every second game. And Griezmann has a 38.2%. Uh, those are very good, uh, very good scoring ratios. Um, and the other ones, though, uh, the other players on the field are not so high. So we have a couple around 15%, uh, a lot of them defenders, actually. Um, but it looks like uh, the midfield players uh, don't actually score that much. I suppose if your forwards are putting in the goals as regularly as France's forwards, uh, you, you maybe don't need uh, players uh, trying too hard to score a goal. So uh, anyway, those are impressive numbers. Let's move on to the summaries section. And so we'll begin. We're going to mostly go by names here, unless I didn't talk about it above. But uh, let's begin with notable non-selections. So uh, Lucas Digne we have here, because it seems like he recovered from his injuries. uh, And despite being a definite candidate for us, was not selected. Uh, Now it may have been uh, because... Uh, those injuries kind of linger on or left him unfit or what have you. It's hard to tell. But we we have to conclude that it's a non-selection there. Uh, Bubakar Kamara, same story. Uh, he was an injury concern, but he was back to playing. Uh, but the possible candidate was not selected. Uh, maybe we shouldn't have him on this list because he was only a possible candidate. Uh, but legitimately, uh, Jonathan Klaus was not selected uh, the likely candidate had no injury concerns um but um uh but simply wasn't selected anthony martial we talked about in the podcast and really shouldn't be on this list because he was a possible but unlikely candidate to begin with uh he also returned to uh to health at the at the end there but um uh, was not selected for the squad um, either due to non-selection or to concern over the many injuries he suffered um, during the uh, last half year. Uh, okay, so Marcus, uh, next category is surprise inclusions. So uh, the only real surprise to us uh, there was Marcus Thurman. He hadn't appeared for the national team since the 2021 Euro Cup and uh, yet was uh, was called in from the cold Um here, the Borussia Mönchengladbach player. Uh, new candidates. Um, oh, it looks like I actually didn't um, didn't look up the information on this player. Uh, so I don't know much about him, but we'll just introduce his name. Axel Dursasi. So um, uh, I can tell you that he plays for... Um, 
uh, Monaco in France and is 24 years old, born in 1998. But he doesn't have any caps for France. And uh, I don't think he appeared on the bench because uh, he would have appeared on my radar if he had. So really uh, out of the blue there. Okay, and uh, updates on injuries. Um, uh, so we're gonna uh, we have four categories. So the first one is players who have recovered from injuries. So we have uh, Jules Koundé. We won't repeat the information about their injury because we talked about that. We have Ibrahim Konate uh, there. Uh, we have Lucas Hernandez um, recovering from injury and being selected. All of these players were selected. Uh, Theo Hernandez, the left back. Uh, the first three, by the way, were centre-backs, so uh, they were really ravaged in that position. Uh, central midfielder Adrian Rabiot uh, overcame injury, as did Kingsley Coleman, the right midfielder. Uh, so, you know, uh, oh, and also Marcus Thurman uh, uh, had also been an injury concern. Uh, that was illness, though, uh, not not. Uh, an injury concern. So, you know, as unlucky as France have been, they could have been more unlucky uh, with some of these players being out. So uh, seven players uh, who recovered from their injuries. Uh, injury doubts is uh, players who are still on the roster, uh, but uh, are struggling with injury. And there we have uh, Raphael Varane. So he was selected for the squad, but uh, uh, you got to wonder uh, uh, if he's fit to play. In fact, some of the other uh, ones who are who uh, we have above as recovered from injury, I'm a bit skeptical too. Uh, Jules Kunde and Ibrahim Konate, particularly, I wonder if they've uh, really recovered from their injury uh, there. Uh, anyway, players who are dropped due to injury, we have goalkeeper uh, Mike Mignan and uh, central defender Pascal Kimpembe. And uh, central midfielders, Paul Pogba and N'Golo Conte. And uh, we have uh, forwards, um, Christopher Nkunku, uh, Nkunku, sorry, Christopher Nkunku, actually a secondary striker there. And uh, Kareem Benzema, uh, all of them uh, dropped uh, due to their injuries. So uh, shocking, really. And then uh, uh, players who were injured, but we're not a strong candidate. We might put uh, Martial, uh, Anthony Martial, in this category, but um, technically it was a, a non-selection uh, there. So, okay, let us uh, finish the podcast with uh, the predicted starters in this uh, in this mess of injuries. So, goalkeeper is pretty... Uh, no, uh, we begin with uh, manager Didier Deschamps. We will call him a starter. Uh, goalkeepers, the candidates are Ariola, uh, sorry, Alphonse Ariola, Hugo Lloris, and Steve Mandanda. And uh, we had nominated Hugo Lloris as the starter, despite missing uh, those last four games of uh, Nations League or not starting those games. Uh, we're going to stick with um, Hugo Lloris as the starter. Uh, central defenders. Candidates are Jules Koundé, William Saliba, Lucas Hernandez, Rafael Varane, Dayat Upamecano, and Ibrahim Konate, and the newcomer Axel uh, Disassi. 
uh, Pranel Kimbembe uh, injured there, as uh, Mike Mignon was among the goalkeepers. So among the central defenders, uh, with all the injury doubts and no clear candidates uh, replacing them, we couldn't pin down uh, our guess as a, or our prediction as a starter in the full-length podcast. Uh, now that Kunde and Varane are recovered, uh, we think they'll be starters. But again, we really have doubts as to Varane's true fitness. So we're going to put him as a maybe. So we will highlight uh, Kunde in green and uh, uh, Varane in yellow to indicate uh, kind of a possible starter. If he's fully fit, though, uh, we think Varane would start. Uh, left backs, well, they only have one candidate. Uh, so we think Theo Hernandez, that Theo Hernandez, uh, that candidate is going to be the starter. And same on the right side, whatever competition there was for the position uh, were not selected. So Benjamin Pavard, uh, the only candidate left standing there. So we think he will be a starter. Defensive and central defenders. Uh, well, with both an, uh, Kante and Pogba, who we consider the the uh, starters, uh, with both of them out injured, we really have no idea who will start. And that's what we said in the previous podcast. Uh, a bit of a closer analysis, though. Uh, I felt that Chouamani seems the most likely, having started both games in September. And I'm actually going to go as far as to highlight him in green as a definite starter. Uh, Rabio was out with a calf injury for those September games, and two different players uh, played alongside Chuamani. So really, it's anybody's guess as to who they will use. And it's possible they may use just one central midfielder, uh, Chuamani. Uh, on the left midfield, uh, we predicted uh, that it's going to be a two-man midfielder, though. Uh, sorry, uh, for September friendlies, it was a two-man midfield, so uh, no uh, evidence given there. Uh, and we actually think the position uh, of left midfielder will probably not be used. Um, Dembele has not started enough uh, to be considered a starter, uh, the only player in that position. So we think he'll be on the bench. On the right midfield, uh, Coleman has only had a few starts and actually in various positions. He started on the forward line a couple of times and also as a left uh, or as a right defender. So pretty versatile. However, he was injured for September games, so uh, there's not enough evidence to suggest that he would be a starter. Um, and the only thing I'm fairly sure about is that he won't be used as a right midfielder, the position for which he is coded. Okay, uh, left wingers, um, we're surprised with the sudden return of uh, uh, Marcus Thurum, uh, but we don't see him as a starter. Rather, we expect the, the left back to push up into the position if they go with a three-man defense. Uh, same on the right side here too. We expect the right back to push up to play this role when it's used. However, uh, it is possible that Coleman uh, would take the role again. But again, we haven't seen it enough to nominate him as a starter. So um, no one there. Uh, for uh, secondary strikers, we'll, we'll deal with left attacking midfielders and left forwards uh, and on the right side, all under forwards. So uh, left um, uh, central attacking midfielders. Uh, we looked uh, to the forwards to start here. Uh, likely Griezmann, but Nkunku did play the position uh, more in the second half 
uh, of the period we were talking about, which was uh, uh, after the Euro Cup all the way to June 20. No, we did September 22, 2022 for France. So Nkunku, but Nkunku is out. So uh, uh, if they if they have a central attacking midfielder, uh, it could be Griezmann or uh, another forward. Not that they have a lot to choose from uh, here. Uh, left attacking midfielder, we think uh, Mbappe has the position down cold. Uh, for Griezmann, we think he might play as a right forward uh, or as a central attacking midfielder, just depending on the formation. But we definitely think he will be a starter. So Griezmann and Mbappe, both of them starters. And for center forward, uh, well, we would have chosen Benzema uh, if he had not been injured. Um uh, but anyway, Giroud replaced him when he was injured for the September game, so we expect it'll be Giroud uh, used as a starter. And uh, yeah, a bit concerning that they only have one other forward uh, to sub in uh, as a forward, so they'll probably have to be using out-of-position players. Or, uh, I mean, it's more like it's very likely, actually, that they will bring in another forward to uh, replace uh, Benzema there because they definitely need support in that position okay well we are going to finish with our closing thoughts on France and rather than repeating everything we said in the team podcast when we discuss their prospects we answer this question uh, does the selection change our opinion uh, about France's chances so uh, well we knew about some of the injuries when we talked about them but holy smokes the the, the sheer number of injuries, how can it not affect their chances? Uh, you know, I mean, they won the cup last time, and this has definitely got to put a dent in that possibility. Um, how far it will affect them, it's hard to say. I mean, France is very blessed in terms of their candidates. They, they, uh, they have so many candidates that there are players playing for major clubs uh, in the, in the, in Europe especially, that uh, don't even make it onto the team. So uh, they may be able to cover the, uh, you know, to cover these losses to a degree, but it's hard to, it's hard to imagine that they would cover missing players like uh, Kante and Benzema and, uh, you know, uh, uh, really important players like that. So uh, I got to say, it's, it, uh, I don't know how much it will affect their chances, but uh, we think it will affect their chances and uh, they go in as a weaker team and maybe uh, uh, couldn't be expected to get to the final as they did in 2018. Um, but uh, of all the teams that can bear losses this heavy, uh, France is one of them. So they still bring a good team to the to the cup. Okay, those are our closing thoughts, and that brings us to the end of this uh, media cast. Uh, keep in mind, we may be editing together a list of the bios of the 26 final candidates. Uh, if we do that, it'll just be an editing job on the full player podcast, though. And uh, if we do it, it'll come out. Well, I'm uh, falling behind a bit in these podcasts, so um, it may come out in the second round of games, actually. But I personally would like to have that list uh, just for reviewing before I, I watch a team play. Uh, anyway, oh, I, I should show the closing graphic, as I always forget to do. 
keep an eye on us at Soccer Files Canada. That's Soccer Files with a PH in the middle and an S at the end. And uh, our website there on soccerfiles.captivate.fm. And all of this information and more is in the show notes. So uh, check that for links to our website and previous podcasts that we've done on these teams of players. And uh, I hope you enjoy the cup. Bye-bye. Thank you.